is going on. It's JMW. It's Fresh X. And we are the International Professional Podcasters, the Hoopers. What's going on, players? So we've been at this podcast thing for a minute now, and I'm pretty sure y'all wondering, man, I don't know if I could be a podcaster, how much would it cost? But using the Anchor app is absolutely free. It's free and it's easy to do. You can record from your phone, you can record on your computer, even on your iPad or whatever you use. So it's super simple. Now you've got it set up, you know that you can do it. You're thinking, man, now how do I get listeners? How do I put it out there? Anchor also provides that for you, considering that they put you on different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can't be international if people don't hear you. And they also set it up for you where you can make money off of your listeners, but no, no minimum listenership. So all you got to do, go to anchor.fm, download the app, and everything you need is right here. So it's us once again, the international professional podcaster, John W. And Fresh X. We are the Hoopers. Peace out, players. Day after Christmas wrap up, quite a few games yesterday. Yeah, good healthy uh, Christmas schedule. Yeah, what, five games yesterday. Yeah, five games. Celtics Raptors was the first game. Bucks Seventy Sixers. We had the Rockets play the Warriors, the Lakers and the Clippers battle for L.A. Then they ended it off with the Nuggets and um, the Pelicans. NBA All Star voting is live. In case you ain't know, I'm currently. Doing my first vote of the year. You know, it don't really matter to after January, but you can start kind of doing it. So I'm doing my first vote of the year right now. Um, I'm gonna submit my last person for the East, and I wanna I wanna have this on wax so I can come back to it, and we know who my first picks was. So my All Stars starters in the West is Car Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Luka Doncic, James Harden. You know, on the East, we got Kimball Walker, Trey Young, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Jimmy Butler. I'm actually going to change Kimba, and I'm going to trade him out for Ben Simmons. And with that being said, I'm John W. Fresh X. And we are the Hoopers. So, there you go. Ben Simmons. All right, let's get into the a little bit into the first game real quick. Um, Boston Celtics versus the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, uh, Jalen Brown, thirty piece. Yeah, yesterday. 16, sixteen in the third quarter. They uh, Boston Celtics got the win by the way. Yeah, one eighteen, one hundred two. Pretty comfortable win, I could you could say for uh Boston. Um, they were in control of the game most of for the whole game. Yeah, uh, Toronto, they were. <clears throat> You know, they were missing Pascal, of course. So Pascal, Norman Powell, so. Yeah, so that's going to hurt, especially, the, you know, no Pascal. And no Marcus Gasol either. Yeah, no Marcus Gasol. So Patrick McCall got the start last night. Right. So nothing real to hang, to, to real hang on do, for this game. I want to do say this, though. Yeah. And I know I might get crucified for some point. Crucified. y'all hear this. Um, I think Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum looks to be the more model player, but I think Jalen Brown awkwardness with how he plays offense gives him some advantages that Jason Tatum can't doesn't have. I am not mad at that take, and um, I would say that I like them together. I do like the two of them together makes one player for me. I don't and that's that. how I feel about them. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out that, that Jalen Brown, in my opinion, is the better player than Jason Tatum. Like I, said, I just think it's. 
Jalen Brown's awkwardness and how he do things on offense. People kind of forget that he was the number three pick in the draft. It wasn't like he was just a lottery pick. He was the number three pick in the draft in uh, Ben Simmons' draft, right? Yeah. So it was Ben Ben Simmons, Brandon Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown. Brown. So, yeah, that's not bad. That's funny because back-to-back is Philly Lakers, Boston, one, two, three picks. Wow, yeah, I didn't really think about that. <laughs> that is uh, that is really notable. But not much to really go on with that game. Yeah. Boston took control early. Toronto played well in the fourth and a little in the second. But um, just shout out to Jalen, 30, 30 points. Kemba had 22. Um, and, yeah, nothing much else to say about that. I do want to shout out my, my boy Romeo Langford. He ain't doing nothing, but I just like him as a player. And he uh, started off the year hurt. And he's been getting some minutes for Boston, so I hope he uh, gets his together because I, I like Romeo. He's a real good scorer, actually, and uh, I would like him on Philly. So, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into the second game, which Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers, which the 76ers had control of throughout throughout the entire the entire game. game. Giannis had a lackluster game. I think he finished with like 18 and seven. I think I seen something. I don't quote me because I don't remember exactly, but I think he was like one for 11. When um matched up against Joel Embiid, yeah, because Embiid was guarding him, and Embiid was letting him shoot for all of the people that uh thinks Giannis is this great shooter now, and Giannis finished the game 0 for seven from three because he's a thirty percent three point shooter, and some days he's gonna have good three point yeah. shooting nights, and some days he isn't. He was eight for twenty seven overall, so just a bad shooting mm-hmm. night, period. But does this win say a little bit more to you about Philly or about the Bucks? Um, first, it says to me, um, Giannis isn't quite there yet. Those five, that five for eight night against the Lakers, it can happen. It can it's happen, not, right? It's not, it's, not an, it's not an anomaly, but he's not gonna go zero for seven, one for four, way more nights in my opinion. But I think it was a good look for Philly because Ben Simmons. Everybody was aggressive last night. Ben Simmons stayed aggressive. Even though he wasn't scoring as much, but he was aggressive when he did have the ball in his hands. Um, Tobias was aggressive. They ran some stuff for him. Joel Embiid sits the, uh, I guess, the criticism, quote-unquote criticism, that Shaq and Charles Barkley threw in his direction. He's been dominating every – he's been dominating all the marquee matchups since then. You know, yeah. that was the Boston game right after. Right. And now this game, he had another 30 and 11. Yeah, 30 and 11 last night. Oh, so, and to your point with Ben Simmons, he was uh, 15 points, which his points are always around 15 to 16. Oh, yeah, definitely. But the key is uh, 7 for 10 from the field and 14 assists. He just and, you know, 7 rebounds. So, yeah, that's the point Josh Richardson knocked down some, jots, some shots. They, they, ran, they just ran some plays and got him some good open shots as well, not just him putting up shots. Yep. Um, Kirk Miles, I said this during the um, Lakers-Clippers games because Kirk Miles was hitting his shots and Landry Shaman was. It's like whenever one is making shots, the other one isn't. Yeah, right. True. And Shaman was pretty terrible at, uh, last night. He did make a key three that tied the game, but other than that, he was pretty bad. But uh, Philly, yeah, they did look good. I like to see them step up for these games. Um, I'm not surprised that they won. It was at home. They didn't, other than Kirk Moss, you didn't get too much from the bench. Offensively, you know, people played well. Mike Scott played well with, you know, three points. I like to see Trey Burke. He got in the game over Neto, so I like that. Um, so I, I thought it was a good – a good win for Philly and for Milwaukee. It's, it's games like this where is why I don't take them serious as championship contender 
not serious as a championship contender because they can obviously get to the finals right. or whatever. But this is when there's always something left to be desired because being a champion isn't just getting up for the Laker game. You get up for that Laker game. You get up for this game. You get up for all. You got to win all these games, in my opinion. And right. that shows the true heart of a champion. But they are a finals contender, so. Yeah, you know, especially you get on the night where you get thirty one from Chris Middleton. Right. You expect Giannis to be better than eight for twenty seven. Like yeah, he had eighteen to fourteen. Right, yeah. But you expect more. That's not even you know, close to his average all right. season as far as scoring goes. And I would say this though, even though I say Philly's bench is pretty terrible, I don't think that highly of the Bugs bench either. And George or this, had another good night. Yeah, he had fifteen, so that you know, that goes with Kirk Miles and they bench kinda of scored more than Philly's bench, but they just really didn't give them too much. They uh, also played more players off the bench. Than yeah, definitely. So, and I just want to say this because I seen um, Joel Embiid also said that you know he wants to be Defensive Player of the Year. He, that's something I seen you know since he has been, I guess what you would say, relatively healthy. He's been healthy enough to finish out the seasons. He has always been you know all defense. Yeah, he's been off a defense, uh, player, defense of player of the year, and it would you know and to see that he takes that series you know, makes me think he is going to get one one day. Another thing I want to bring up from this game, because I see, I think, I don't know, somebody said it about a week ago, I don't remember who it was, but teams have been playing just more zone defenses just because lately. Yeah, Like, yeah. I see Philly. some zone in that Laker game, but, yeah, yeah definitely gets Philly. Milwaukee definitely played a lot of zone, but, I mean, you know, they don't have, you would think they don't have the shooters out there, even though at some point there is at least two shooters on the court because Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris. And then you throw Al Horford in there. Yeah, Al Horford's a good shooter. He hit him with a couple step backs last night. I, th- I think Joel Embiid himself attacked his own well. He's passing out of it. He was making good decisions, quick decisions, so they you know they couldn't trap down on him and force and force turnovers. See, the problem with the zone earlier was Philly wasn't taking those shots, and that's why Joel came out where he said that they were playing like, like they were scared of the zone. It's not necessarily that they were scared, it's just like they was confused. They didn't know what shots to take. Uh-huh. Last night they were just shooting. I think they hit a season high twenty one threes last night, something in that range. I know they hit a season high in threes. They average ten makes on so, the season, I think. People got to put the shots up. They got to let them fly, and it's good for Philly to get these wins against uh, against an Eastern heavyweight. Right. Um, just good confidence wise, and I think Philly kind of actually matches up really well with the Bucks, and I really think that that they could beat the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks, even though they might finish first. I don't really. Th- I, I think if Philly get them in the conference finals, they feel good about that matchup. So, a good win by Philly. Uh, I don't really got too much to say about the Warriors and the Rockets. The Rockets lost. Uh, the Damian Damian Lee, Steph Curry's uh, brother-in-law. I know yeah, he doesn't like him. him that. Right, you know he doesn't like it. Which, you know, yeah, well, some people don't know who you are. Right. And he's playing like nobody knows who he is. Right. Yeah, 20, he had twenty two and fifteen, and they had a good day, and they won. Yeah, Draymond Green had a good had a good had a big second half for him. But uh, you know, thirty points from rest, thirty shots, nothing new. James bad game, nine for eighteen. If he only, if he takes on the twenty shots, he's gonna have under thirty points because that's just what's gonna happen. So he took eighteen shots. He had twenty four points. Um. I don't really know what what, what that. The Rockets clearly took the the uh, Warriors kind of for granted. The Warriors, you know, jumped on them from the start. The right. Rockets took the lead a little bit, but um, the Rockets they should have destroyed the Warriors. They, yeah, it's I not had, a game. Yeah, I know. Before the game, I had the Rockets 
you know, sarcastically winning by 40. But they clearly, won by 40. clearly, we all knew that uh, Rockets had the Rockets win this game. But I do want to say this with James Harden and uh, Westbrook. This is about not necessarily with the losing, but, you know, as far as the numbers go. And uh, Westbrook had with 30 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh-huh. James Harden had 24, 11 assists, 6 rebounds. This is how I thought a lot of that games would look as far as number-wise. Maybe Harden lead them in scoring more. Maybe rest more with assists. But... They, you know, I said they couldn't get the win, but this is how they have been playing for the most part. Usually gives them the win, but the Warriors did jump out on them early. Like I said, Draymond Green had a good second half. You get 15 rebounds from Damian Lee. You know, you you might you might win that game. Yeah, and then um, I mean, I, I'm gonna give some credit to the Warriors because they are pretty terrible. And um, but everybody showed up last night. Got 20 from D'Lo. Like I say, 22 from Damian Lee. Get uh ten from Trill plus twenty nine in the plus minus, eighteen from uh Big Dog Junior, Big Dog the third, uh, and then Draymond did what he did. So it was a good win from the Warriors. I think the Warriors decided that they don't like the players in the draft, so they're gonna start winning now. <laughs> I mean that's always a possibility. It, it's been reported they don't like the players, but I will say this about the Warriors also because they have been so bad, and this is why the first whatever amount of games in the season until Christmas, they kind of don't matter. It was a theme last night. I don't know if you noticed. People played their starting lineups for the first time. Even with the Warriors, with Steph being hurt, that lineup last night is what they would have been playing if everybody was healthy. But D'Lo's been hurt. Trill been hurt. Glenn Robinson was hurt. Draymond was hurt. So, other than Damian Lee, I don't know if he would be the starter, but it's a good chance that he would be. You know, Jordan Poole probably would get those minutes if he was out there. Right. But I'm not surprised that it was Damian Lee. But D'Lo, Damian Lee, Willie Collinstein, Draymond, and Big Dog, that's not the Warriors that we know. It's not a championship team. Maybe not even a playoff team, but that, that team doesn't have the worst record right. in the NBA. So, but if you think about I, it. I thought that was key that everybody played last night. definitely. But if you think about it, if you do claim Steph is a hurt, you take, you know, Glenn Robinson, Damian Lee, moving to the bench for Steph and Clay. Right. And now that's a better looking team because now you have bench players and more competition. Yeah, I mean that, that team's going to is not only going to the playoffs with Clay and Steph out there. I I had them going to the competing for the Western Conference Finals, and after that, you know, your best players they take control. Right. But I just you know looking at the lineup and the production that they got from the starters because like you say, Glenn Robinson would have been a, a bench player, role player. And he would have gave him quality minutes off the bench. He's a good player. And, and just miss even some as simple as missing a trio at the beginning of the year. They look so small without him. Like, they look tiny. You know, and Looney still isn't back either. Right, Looney when also Looney, isn't back. there anything on about Looney? He, he's been in and out. And I know, you know, since he's been unhealthy, Steve Kerr hasn't wanted to sacrifice him because he said Looney's a key piece to the future. That, I'm not – that's not a direct quote. But it was something in those range like – He's hurt. We're losing. I don't want to put him out there just because I want him to get healthy. Right. So it was something in that range. Well, Kyle so. also had four blocks last night. So Yep, four yeah. blocks. That makes up for those four rebounds he had. But I'm going to give him an excuse <laughs> for that. I'm going to give him a pass because he was plus 29. But you're too tall for plus for four rebounds. Trip. But shout out to the four blocks. But like I say, not much to say. Well, I mean, we kind of went into the game a little bit. but yeah, Not much. Really. Yeah, not much to say about it too much. So other than the Rockets also, the Rockets shouldn't have lost by twelve. They shouldn't have lost by twelve. Sixteen to one hundred four. And James, see, he just shows if he's not shooting twenty five plus shots, he's no impact on the game. I said it. Dramatic pause. So after that, <laughs> the big the, the game of the day. Yeah, but I, I would say the Bucks and the Sixers and the Lakers and the Clippers were definitely the games I had my eyes on the most. 
and, especially uh, with so many players being out for Toronto. Right. The Bucks and the the Bucks and Philly. Philly once I was happy about that, but I don't think the game completely lived up to what I thought. But it's late Clippers game. Right, right. They were down twenty at one point, and not yeah. like a good like the Clippers were down fourteen, but they were never really down by four. When the Lakers got a ten point lead, it wasn't real. Right. So the game definitely was a really good game, lived up to the billing, I would say, lived up to what I expected to happen. And what I expected to happen was it to be close. Lakers had some leads, um, and I expected Kawhi Leonard to win the game, and that's what he did. <laughs> I mean, Kawhi was the best player on the court, I think by far. We'll speak I, on that later. Yeah, I think he, he was by far the best player on the court. And uh, I think that his, his pace of the game, even when they were down certain amounts, it, it just it never affected Kawhi and how he played. And, uh, you know, they got a terrible game from Lou, terrible game from Paul George, even though he played well defensively. He played terrible offensively. Trez came on, his numbers looked good, but he looked small out there at times. Lou the difference was, was Kawhi, though. Lou looked really bad, though, and I think he'll bounce back. He missed a layup at one point. I don't think Lou ever misses a layup. So. All right. But I expect Lou to bounce back. But Patrick Beverly definitely had a Patrick Beverly game with eight points, nine rebounds. Right, he was a great rebounder, and he got a key key play at the end, which uh, got reviewed and overturned. Um, the strip he got on LeBron that went off LeBron's fingertips. I'm not even going to lie. It is the right call for it to go off Le- for it to be on LeBron, but I think it should have been Lakers ball. I'm not mad that they overturned it because it does technically go off LeBron's finger when it slides <laughs> like that. I get it, but uh, I don't think that was like all oh, the ref blew the game. Yeah, right. I just thought I wouldn't have decided the game like that because mm-hmm. I mean they were down three, so they definitely decided the game. One point six seconds left, one point five, whatever. Well, it was. they also a double digits the live in game as well, but they lost um, by double digits. Well, I'm saying, you know, the Lakers were up by double digits. Oh, yeah, Lakers were up 15. They were up 15 at one point. Just to stick with the Clippers for a moment. Lakers, Paul George, um, to me in this game, I know it's just one regular season game. He's going to have plenty more better games. It's minus eight. Um, But Paul George showed that he he needs Kawhi more than Kawhi needs him. Like, I think any other two-way star could have fit in next to Kawhi. Because, like I say, Kawhi's going to take his time with the games. He's going to find his spots. He's not going to miss shots unless he just misses them. Yeah, most of Kawhi misses were shots that went around the rim yeah. and just came out. But I see Paul George, especially early in the uh, third quarter, a lot of the offense was tailored to him trying to get him some shots, get him in some playmaking situations. And that's really when the Lakers seemed to be taking control of the game because Paul George, he, A, he couldn't buy a bucket, and B, he couldn't even make a play for a teammate. And that's why I know you said this plenty of times off record. He is the perfect Scottie Pippen. He's the ultimate Scottie Pippen because he can be his own offense and lead a team. But is he going to win that game for you like Kawhi is in the fourth? Nah, he really not. He did leave a lot left to be desired offensively. And that's for everything because even I would expect from Paul George, I'm like, all right, if your shot's not going, maybe you're going to get more assists. But three assists, five rebounds. So, I think he played well defensively, though. Right, he was key. Yeah. He and not even just a block. Like I think Paul George is a really good on ball. Like not even a stat defender. He's real good yeah, on ball yeah. defender. Real good disruptive defender. That's why him and Kawhi are like really good together because they are actually good defenders. And I just let me look at his stats and see if he's a good defender right. type of people. But uh, the Clippers, they definitely didn't. Nothing blew me away about the Clippers other than Kawhi. Last night, like he did, he he played his pace of the game. You could tell it was a, I mean, every game to him is just a game. But when you competitors, there's just games that you want to win. 
and uh, this definitely had to be one for him, and I think he won the game for him. Uh, funny plus minus, Patrick Beverly was plus 26, so <laughs> shout out to him like for I that. I say, back to Montrez before we get to the Lakers real quick. He, he, I think Montrez is going – him and Zubak is really need to figure it out because Zubak is too big to play in space against the quicker fives, but – well, yeah, I think Montrez. they do. Zubac started, but Montrez, he injured the game. He played the last – from the last four minutes of the game, we saw what the Clippers' closing lineup yeah. was going to be. It was uh, Trez. It was Trez, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, and Kawhi. And Lou was uh, running the point, basically. And then, you know, running plays for Kawhi here, basically, was doing that. They did some action for Paul George. Most of the players were going to Kawhi. But uh, I guess they figure, unless you play Philly – you're going to be so good offensively. I mean, uh, you're so good on ball defensively because uh, Beverly's on ball defender, Kawhi's on ball defender, Paul George's on ball defender. Then you got Lou, Lou who does his role or whether. And um, so they're they not really worried about the size because Kawhi and Paul George are so long. But they are really small in that closing lineup. So they, they definitely going to need Paul George to be better to win those yeah, games man. in the finals. Right. But he was able to get it done against the Lakers because uh, – in the end, like LeBron already was kind of having a tough night. Anthony Davis is the Lakers' best player, but he is LeBron's sidekick. So, he didn't really have an impact on the I, I don't even know the stats off the top of my head, but I'm just thinking about watching the game last night. I don't remember what Anthony Davis did in the fourth quarter. I don't remember him doing nothing that just stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I believe he made Tell some they buckets. They did get big nights from Kyle Kuzma and KCP. Yeah, Kuz, 25. But Kuz had 15 Pope. in the first. Contagious Paul Pope was hitting his open threes, which is all you can ask for. Right. But, you know, Danny Green, two for eight. Harry Bradley, one for five. I didn't even know he made one. So, um, I thought they should have played Dwight a little more because he came in with good minutes and good energy. And I think – He's a good counteract to Montrez because, like I said, that side difference with him and Montrez. Yeah, he just grabbed a rebound one time and just dunked on Montrez. <laughs> like, he but, just dunked on him. Right, Montrez couldn't box him out to, you know, prevent Howell from getting offensive rebounds. Right. So it led to a couple loose ball fouls on Montrez. The Lakers are going to have to do something on the perimeter, though. Um, Rondo being your – I mean, shout out to KCP for making his, his buckets, but I actually probably will start KCP and try to trade Avery Bradley. Because you, you, they need Caruso can't be their other guard off the bench because Rondo's not good enough as a scorer or a shooter. Caruso, Rondo, and KCP is not going to get you a championship. Now, if you start KCP and you add, I don't know who, who we're adding, but we add somebody that I, I even saw Derrick Rose there as a guard off the bench. He said he's averaging about 16 to 18 points this year. So they give you that extra push because Caruso, I know he's the legend. He's loved on social media. And shout out to him because Caruso, I I joke about Caruso, but shout out to him because he was a G-leaguer and he's earning real minutes on the Lakers, but he's not good enough. Not for a championship team. That don't mean he can't ever play, but – and I mean, he only played eleven minutes. Right. So it's not like he played big minutes, but when he's out there, he's it not is sometimes though. You know, he he straddled between too, eleven to twenty. When the minutes seem too big for him. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I get it. But I always think too, um, like I said, he you don't want him as like I say it's him and Rondo as your backup guards, basically than KCP. Right. I feel like it is always one of those. It, not necessarily an Alex Caruso, but an Alex, like, J.J. Barea's. Right. Uh, and because their starters, to me, their starters aren't just so good where it's like, well, at least we know we're going to play the starters heavy. Man, Danny Green yeah, sure. and Avery Bradley 
are right. terrible. Because at the end of the day, you know, J.J. Burrell would always be in the game with either Jason Kidd or Jason Terry. Right. And, I mean, at least J.J. Burrell, too, Crusoe, you mean? He was a good shooter, so he was giving real good minutes right. for his role. But do you want Crusoe and Rondo out there a lot of times no. together? Like no. I say, it's only 10 minutes from Caruso, but, you know. It's, it's only 10 minutes, but 11 minutes. Or 11 minutes, Tell me, yeah, 11 minutes, but. Those were key minutes where they could have used somebody else. And if you if you had someone like Derrick Rose, because that would take away the 17 minutes that Bradley played, and you gave it to another guard that's right, going to give you more. Like I said, KCP played 28 minutes. Yeah, anyway. and Casey he did his job. 5-8 from the field, 2-3 for three from 3. KCP gets a lot of flack because he hasn't shown up. One-point games, no-point games. But KCP hasn't been doing his job. And he got into rhythm when Avery Bradley was hurt and they put him in the starting lineup. But I also understand why you start Avery Bradley last night. It was his first – I think he just got fully cleared from everything, no minutes restrictions because he's been back, but he's been on minutes restrictions, so he's on the bench. So it's like, all right, fully cleared. This is our starting lineup. The Clippers is playing. They start lineup. Let's see how it is. And now you adjust. And Avery Bradley does not need to be in the starting lineup. He he doesn't even need to be playing, really. And if it's if it, up to me um, – I will, that's that's who's the eye man out. Because at least I'm going to give Danny Green this. He makes timely shots. Whereas it's at the beginning of the game, y'all haven't made a bucket. He'll make the first three. Or later in the game, he'll make his wide open three. He does play defense, which Avery Bradley plays defense, but he, he's not a good defender no more. He's not a bad defender, but he's not a good one. Danny Green is still a, a really quality defender, which is why he earned minutes even when he's really bad offensively. Right. And because he will take his shots also, which I will give his credit for, because you have to miss um, to shoot a low percentage. And, Absolutely. And Avery Bradley, he, he won't take – he took five shots last night, but he could have taken more. So he was over two from three because he missed the first two. And it's like, no, Danny Green was two for eight. Two for seven from three, because I'm out here to shoot threes and play defense. So I'm gonna be two for seven right. and not zero for two. But I find this crazy. Nobody else in the Lakers starting lineup took a free throw. Wow, I didn't realize that until right now. Yeah, just right now, seven. And Anthony Davis is their best free 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 throw shooter, which I found out against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. But um, seven eight for Anthony Davis, three for four for LeBron. All those free throws came from the bench. Yeah, Kuz was six, two from KCP, one from the white. So that that's uh, but they're such a bad free throw shooting team. Like I just said, Anthony Davis is their best free throw shooter, and not just because he's a really good free throw shooter, which he is. Everybody else just is really bad, really, really, really bad. So um, the Lakers, you know, they look good. They flop. They they look good at the start of the year. Now they got into the tough part of their schedule, wear and tear. It happens. Right. You know, They've lost four straight. Anthony Davis dealing with some injuries. Brian dealing with some injuries. Right. But these are wear and tear injuries. But this is also a part of why why you play the season. Because now you lose four straight. Now you're 24 and 7. It was 24 and 3. Right. No more. We'll see seven, how many. No more 73 and 9 now. Right. And we'll see how much football they're playing in their pregame once all right, we're on four games losing <laughs> streak. So I don't think they're going to be throwing passes in the pregame no more. They they can take this this season a little more serious, but right. Lakers are still obviously championship contenders. Right, absolutely. Um, and they just need to add more pieces. And there was one more game to there was a. Oh well, well, before we get on that too, I think what also got to be realized with the Lakers because I said it on purpose. Anthony Davis is their best player. Obviously, LeBron's their point guard. LeBron's the most experienced player, but uh, I think they need to start treating this team a little closer to Wade and Shaq. 
with not as far as like the roles, but knowing that Shaq is still the MVP candidate, but Dwayne Wade is our best player. Dwayne Wade is so, gonna be the player that went. If we win, it's gonna be because of if they win, it's gonna be because of Anthony Davis, and they need to recognize that dynamic. Uh, and obviously, LeBron's still gonna guide them there. He Anthony Davis is a big man. LeBron handles the ball. But um, Anthony Davis got to be more assertive in these games, and that's even like I said the other day against Giannis. I mean, he had 36 against him. But they're clearly leaning on him because LeBron started off on Kawhi. He had a little thigh bruise, kick, whatever, and he still guarded Kawhi, but they immediately put Anthony Davis on him. But uh, night like tonight, LeBron can't take seven more shots than Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis can't have 24 points and six rebounds. So um, he has, I believe, he has to get the same criticism that Joel Embiid gets. Yeah. So he gone. He he. They they have to recognize that dynamic. But it's been so much, and I'm, we're gonna get into the Nuggets right after this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was it, it was so much early MVP talk about LeBron and Anthony Davis kind of got drowned out and he kind of got pushed just into the, even though because he does lead them in scoring twenty seven points per game. But it's clearly LeBron is still the best player. It's the talk. Cause some people still say LeBron's the best player in the league. Anthony Davis is the best player on that team. And. That doesn't mean LeBron not the leader. It doesn't mean LeBron isn't the greatest player on the team and Davis the best player. So they need to play through that advantage and LeBron experience can guide them to the finals. But Anthony Davis is the big dog that's gonna he Anthony Davis is finals MVP this year. If LeBron is their finals MVP, they're not gonna win a championship. And you understand that metaphor. Because you gotta win a championship if finals MVP. But they ain't getting it. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't getting it treating LeBron like the finals MVP. Right. So that's my so on that note. That's my piece on that. So that was our two minutes of being sports center and a little over coverage of the Lakers and a loss. <laughs> right. But it was worth it though. It was worth it. And then we <laughs> nah, don't we don't overkill on the Lakers like everybody else. Course, so. But you know we had Lakers, to, LeBron. You know, we had to get our sports. That was that was legitimately though the best game yesterday. It was a good game. Nah, I gotta give sure. them credit. For sure. And now the nightcap. Nightcap. No designless. But to answer your question, he does travel. He was with the yeah, team. Yeah, I asked yesterday, night. does Zion travel with the team? And he does travel. He, well, right. he, he, he is now, right. clearly. So, he was there last night. The uh, Pelicans got the victory last night, 112 to 100. Excuse me. Oh, Derek Favor, shout out to him back in the lineup. I was asking if he had played because I didn't know. 8 points, 13, 13 rebounds, games. plus 12, plus minus. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Brandon Ingram and the season he's having, period. He had a career high threes last night. Going to uh, – Christmas Day high in threes last oh. night. Yeah, so uh, I know everybody like those stats nowadays. So <laughs> they go a little stat for you. He got the most threes in the Christmas Day game with seven. But uh, he's going to get his first all-star appearance this year uh, for Brandon Ingram, I believe. So shout out to him. Drew Holiday put a nasty move on um, Jokic. Um, follow the Hoopers Instagram. I'm going to have that up there um, someday this week. So. J.J. Reddick looked like J.J. Reddick yep. a little bit last night with 15. Half court shot. And even uh, you look at the 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 Pelicans, like I say, it's the theme. That lineup you seen last night without Zion, obviously, is what their starting lineup would more so than likely would, be. So who wouldn't be a starter? If, if Zion, if Zion was there, J.J. Uh, JJ Reddick. J.J. Yeah. Favorite. Well, at this point in the season and how terrible he's been playing, Lonzo wouldn't be starting. But the idea from the start would have been Lonzo in the start lineup. Lonzo, I, I think Lonzo had another very Lonzo yeah. game last night. But I think uh, I think JJ Reddick would uh, get to start now, and Drew would be their point guard. But I think originally, yeah, Lonzo, Drew, Brandon Ingram, Zion, Derrick Favors was what their starting. You don't know about Zion lined up against Simmons. Exactly, and then that that keeps Ingram from playing, playing twos. twos. Yeah. So 
twos yeah. and twos and fours, yeah. And and maybe still since Lonzo is the he is a good defender. He is a good passer. I'm gonna tell you what he is. He had three assists last night, man. That, that makes it sound bad, but we know Lonzo's a <laughs> no, solid Lonzo's passer. A good he's a solid. I ain't saying he's, yeah, he's the best passer, not, but not numbers wise. He's about seven just, assists for his career. He's actually about just, six. Just six passing years. the ball, Lonzo is a top right. ten passer. So he is a good assist maker. He is a good passer, and he is a, a quality defender that he could be in a starting lineup. He's That's an NBA right. player. He just ain't gonna ever be an All right, star. I don't, um, the other day, um, Kendrick Perkins called up a bus. Get him a bus because he was yeah. the number two pick in the draft. And you know what? And I have high. I I respect. I respect the take on it because in the top, we need to stop letting players get away with being top two, three picks and don't have all star potential. That's all you can ask. Hall of we'll Fame. Hall of Fame. Day. Yeah, we will get to another day. Hall of Fame is another level. You can't ever just wish Hall of Fame on somebody. But I draft you in the top two. I expect you to make more than one all star game. All right. At least three. All right. But uh, you got you, is there anything you really wanted to say about this game? Um, I just want to shout out Brandon Ingram and Sticks. So yeah, other than that, um, no. other than that, Denver lost. How you lose to the Pelicans? We're trying to take you serious as championship contenders, Denver. And um, twenty three from the Joker, Paul Millsap. Yeah, uh, Gary Harris fifteen. Jamal Murray eight. disappointed. This is a very Nuggets like loss. Yeah, it like, is. When they lose, they lose games. Like this Jokic had 23, but then, like, say, Jamal Murray, who's supposed to be their best perimeter offensive player, he, he gives you eight points. So, since we clearly don't want to talk about the Nuggets, why don't they play Michael Porter? I don't know. He's played 21 games this year. Yeah, but it's yeah, like. Technically, but he he's not playing. It's like last night, he played five minutes. You can't even take his stats serious just knowing what kind of player he is. Does it come to maybe he's not in the – we always, you know, players always get cleared. Like, yeah, physically he can get out there. Right. But do we ever consider, like, is this player in shape, though? And Michael Porter as a player who hasn't, he hasn't played. played – He Like, it's one thing doing basketball activities, but he hasn't played to be in shape to play. Mm-hmm. Even a, he play a, that's why he should play Even league. a twenty minute game. That's why he ain't played summer league. And I think so I stock goes into that. So yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. And maybe still he's just not ready to get on the court to get up. Not like right. that he doesn't have the skill, but he's not ready to compete. Yeah. And like I say, with being out of shape, not having the breath, you make one move against the NBA player and come down and gotta get back on defense, man, you really ready for that? And his right. matchup a lot of times would have been Probably Brandon Ingram or Derek Favors, so he either fighting in the post or on the perimeter. Yeah, yeah. I think it for him, it, it it it's a mix of fatigue, getting back playing, overall high competition, confidence, and then trying to make another run with the team that you have because Denver was really good. That's what and I was they've been building for a while. It's like, what's the point of messing up the rotation? We right a game away from the conference finals last year. We number. He clearly would be a good mixed match with Paul Millsap, who is he's aging every year. I mean, he's not All Star Paul Millsap no more, and I would think that that's the obvious swap. They're about the same, right. you know what I mean? Right. They're, they're basically the Wancho, same kind of player. Wancho doesn't really give you much because he's hurt a lot or he's just inconsistent, right? Well, and I don't, I just don't think he would provide the same scoring that Paul Millsap gives you, and Michael Porter is a scorer, so. I hope he gets it together though. I think Michael Porter is a all star type potential player. So right. hopefully he does get it together. Like I say, he can't break into that rotation. 
But it's just I think it's just too many other players that are providing them good minutes and numbers in front of him. Like Jeremiah Grant has mm-hmm. been knocking down his jump shot this year. I like year. Jeremiah Grant. He's been a good hustle player for it, which they already thought he was going to be anyway. So it's just hard to get in there. It's just hard for him to get in there. Yeah, so. The rotation, that is. That's uh, that's pretty much all I got for today. Um, got go ahead and do this. We'll probably get it up on Instagram because we usually do it on Instagram. But. I think we both can agree that the hooper of the night was Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, easily. Uh, 32 points, 12 rebounds. 35. 35, excuse me, 35 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists in the win against um And not only because he hooped last night, but because his crib was across the street from Staples Center. He looked, he played like his crib was across the street from Staples Center Relax. last night. Like Relax, took his time to get there. <laughs> right. It's my city. He do what he wants. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love seeing his commercial, too. Every time that they play in the Lakers, and they always play it after he go on a little run, like he hit a couple. Like he's like, "Oh yeah, they play my commercial the next time out. Let me turn up real quick." And then they, he turned up, then it go off, and then his commercial comes on. Any other night, it would have been Brandon Ingram, but I think yeah, Brandon Ingram had a great night tonight. Definitely, yeah. tonight was definitely Kawhi's night. He's the Hooper of the night for yeah. Christmas edition. And uh, on that note, shout out to some games today. Uh, the day after Christmas, you got Washington and Detroit. If anybody's interested in watching that trash, I mean, you could get one thirty from Washington, and um, Bertans could drop thirty five. That is true. So Washington and Detroit, New York and Brooklyn, San Antonio and Dallas. Will we ever get Luca back? This game is on TNT. I think this is a good time for Luca to come back. And since we, since I just mentioned Dallas, NBA, you didn't know this year, and that's okay. So I'm gonna give you a pass. For the next ten years, don't have the mistake of not having Luka Doncic. Not on Christmas. Talk, I want to talk about that on the next edition of the Hoopers, changing the moving certain TV games and stuff around. We ain't got to get in into that. Yeah, we'll get into it uh, the next episode. Yeah. So next ten years, I don't want to say Christmas game without Luka Doncic. I just want to say that. Uh, so San Antonio, Dallas on TNT at eight. Memphis, OKC, Minnesota, Sacramento, and then Portland, Utah tonight. Cap at ten thirty. And two also things on, on the on the Sacramento game, their whole team is finally. Everybody's Man, healthy, right? Yeah, everybody's I think healthy. I think that's gonna be a real trend. Just and don't be surprised. And they're in seventh place right now too. Maybe we see them make a push and. You know, I think they can hold them to the spot. But I said a couple of days ago, I'm giving those last two spots: Portland and, and San Antonio. I got them going up. Portland and Sacramento. Portland, right Sacramento. Now. Yeah. So and other than that, maybe John John Morant drops some more highlights for us. I also want to see him on Christmas, but Memphis sucks right now, so yeah. I understand. Also, to be discussed on a future episode. I just want to leave y'all with this one, and this is big coming from me. It's John the new Allen Iverson. I'm going to leave it at that. John Davies. Fresh X. You are the Hoopers.